Welcome to Attached, a platform for adding breadth and depth to everyday living. I'm Yaakov Danishevsky, and this is the Fresh Perspectives series, where I invite the rising stars of the mental health field to share their insights and observations. Welcome to another Fresh Perspectives episode where I have the opportunity today to speak with actually one of Mind Body Therapy's very own, uh, Etty Guggenheim, who is a licensed social worker. She works together with me uh, in our practice here in Chicago. And uh, thanks for making the time to do this conversation with me. Yeah, of course. Glad to be here. Okay, so the prompt as usual question for you is what is something that from your perspective, psychologically speaking, or in the world of mental health, that you see as a challenge that is relevant and important either to our community in particular or to society at large? Yeah, so something I think that's definitely a problem at large, but more specifically a bigger issue in the firm community is definitely the difficulty with body image and the connection with that between eating disorders. Um, I feel like we live in a society where it's more normal to know that, like to know that there's people on eating disorders than to know that there's people on diets, than rather you not know someone. Um, I think like if you walk into a school and ask kids if they know someone, if they know someone who's on a diet, you'll probably have the whole class raise their hands, right? Um, we live in a society where you're told you're not going to get married, you're not going to be popular, you're not going to get a job. Everything is kind of based off of this concept of being thin. And I think whether or not people realize that that's where it's coming from and from that kind of non-Jewish perspective, it's seeping into the Jewish community. Um, And whether or not people realize like that's what they're saying when they're kind of talking about like losing weight and eating, you know, watching what they're eating and cutting out sugar and cutting out carbs, like Ultimately, they are enforcing this kind of idea of that thinness is the ideal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a pretty big issue. It's affecting a lot of our teens, but our adults also, you know, around that same issue. It's really been influencing people's low self-esteem, um, which then leads, obviously, to depression, anxiety, and all sorts of other issues. Um, so it's just kind of one issue that leads into all the rest of it. Yeah. So I want to make sure I'm understanding correctly. Is is part of the implication of what you're saying that dieting is not a good thing? 100%. Hmm. Um, so I come from a perspective of dieting. So to be fair, like there is you know, like health-based dieting. Um, And even with that, my recommendation is that you should not be doing it on your own. Um, You need to be doing it with a dietitian. And I say specifically dietitian and not nutritionist. Um, Can you tell us the difference? So a dietitian is actually goes to school to be licensed in basically nutritional needs. Anybody can call themselves a nutritionist. Um, so you really want to be careful with that. And then to like what their background is when you choose a dietitian, um, to make sure that they are some really big red flags or like if they're cutting out any food categories, um, they're likely not in a very good place to, you know, it, it, it's likely to, to get you into trouble. 
So like, let's say you go to a doctor for your like yearly physical and they tell you that you're um, 20 pounds over where the healthy range of your age and weight, uh, excuse me, age and height, you know, and gender should be. So what is, what does that mean for a person? How are they supposed to interpret that? Yeah. I mean, I think, right. Like I think it's about changing the mindset and the perspective, right? So I'm not saying like, don't eat healthy, right? But I think the focus shifts from I'm trying to lose weight to I want to be healthy, right? Mm. So within that, right, there's like the food aspect of like, it's not I can't have this, I can't have this, I can't have that. It's when I eat this, it makes me feel really good. When I eat that, it makes me feel really good. And when I eat that, it makes me not feel so good, right? Mm. And it's kind of just shifting that mindset from I need to lose weight to I want to be healthy. And that's the same thing with exercise, right? I'm not exercising to burn calories. I'm not exercising to lose weight. I'm exercising in order so that I could feel good physically, mentally, and emotionally, you know, as science tells us are all the benefits of exercise. So it's really about, it's about eating and exercising in a way that is healthy as opposed to in a way that is about being thin. That's, that's the point that you're, that you're emphasizing. And so a person can, um, tell me if I'm getting this right, but meaning a person can feel um, uncomfortable in their body if they feel like they have excess weight or they've eaten in an unhealthy way, but it's not about thinness per se. It's about the fact that I don't feel good in, in, in the way that I'm eating and the way that my body feels. And because of that, I want to change some of my eating habits. Yeah, 100%. And then maybe, I guess, also just to concretize this, what you're saying, if I'm hearing correctly, is that one of the kind of litmus tests to, is it about healthy eating and healthy living versus is it about an unhealthy idea of body image would be if the diet is, if the diet includes cutting out any particular food group, then that's an indication that it's not really about healthy eating and healthy living. It's really about an unhealthy body image idea. Yeah. So science tells us, sorry, <laughs> science tells us that um, our body needs all the food groups. Um, so you can, I'm not going to go into the, the science with you, yeah, yeah. but um, there shouldn't be any food groups that you're cutting out completely. And it, um, science also tells us that going into that pattern will, um, create issues and also like cause people to feel restricted. And when you feel restricted, it often leads to a restrictive binge cycle, um, which will perpetuate a whole part of what eating disorders are. Mm-hmm. So I know you've uh, written a blog post that I saw uh, about the way that parents uh, speak about their own body and their own weight and their own eating in ways that can really uh, create this kind of detrimental, damaging mindset about a person's body image. Uh, can you just maybe speak to that a little bit before we transition to the second half? Yeah, um, I think people just really are not aware um, so much of the way that they speak, right? So you want to stay away from any sort of extreme words. So anything from like, you know, I think in general, you want to stay away from commenting on people's bodies. So instead of like pointing out that somebody lost weight or they look great because they lost weight, right? We can just say they look great or let's choose to focus on something else. I love your outfit. You look like you're doing well. Like, why do we have to talk about that weight piece? Why do we have to bring that to kind of to the forefront? 
Um, so that's one piece. And then also the other piece is, um, is how you kind of talk about your own weight with your kids. So it's, it's something again, that you don't want to be, you don't want to be mentioning, you don't want to be talking about, you want to stay away from taking, talking about weight, kind of talking about health overall in general. Mm-hmm. It, it seems to me that what, what you're saying is actually really uh, could be really powerful because if the focus is on thinness, then you're not actually paying attention. Tell me if this is true, but you're not. This is not an area of my specialty, and I know it, it is yours very much. Uh, if you're focusing on the thinness is like that's the goal and that's the be all and end all, then you're really not actually paying attention to all the signs and cues and messages that your body might be sending you when you're overeating because overeating is a problem i don't think that that's you that you're saying that that's not a problem and the 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 i guess probably i think the increase in in obesity or health is a problem in our world today and that's and that i don't think that's what you're you know discounting at all but actually by focusing on that from the perspective of we need to be thin we're actually not tuning in to hearing and and listening to the way we feel when we eat in an unhealthy way. Yeah, I mean, I'm really glad you said that um, because it brings up so like a totally different point of like intuitive eating. Um, so this is recommended for most people, but I will preface that by saying that those with eating disorders must first be on a scheduled eating pattern before they follow intuitive eating. Um, but intuitive eating is basically listening to your own body um, when it comes to hunger and fullness cues, and it will guide you in a healthy manner. Um, so, you know, it's just something to kind of be aware it exists. Um, and it can be kind of amazing for people to kind of have that freedom to be able to kind of listen to their body um, instead of their mind. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So transitioning to the to the second half of this, something that you see, again, either in our community or society at large or both that you see as a strength, something that we're doing well. Yeah. I mean, I think we've made a lot of progress um, when it comes to um, stigma around mental health. We still have, you know, some ways to go. Um, but like just, you know, in Chicago, thinking of here, you know, the fact that we have support groups that have opened for women, um, the fact that we have um, multiple, you know, therapy options that are opening up for people to go like, that's huge. I mean, my belief is, you know, everybody can use therapy, some need it more than others, um, but everyone can benefit. And the fact that there's more, you know, access will just help us as people. Um, and the more we can kind of lessen that stigma. So connecting that, I'm just curious to connect that to the first part of what you were talking about with regards to uh, body image and, and eating habits, etc. Do you see that shifting in, in that regard also? Like, are we doing a better job at, at decreasing this? I know in terms of your, your, what you're saying, I think is overall with mental health, we're doing a better job at destigmatizing and, and opening the doors for people to get help. Is that true with regards to, to eating and body and body uh, image stuff as well? I would say like overall in the world, um, the world has made progress towards that. Um, within the firm community specifically, I feel like not so much. Um, mm -hmm. We have some ways to go with that. 
Um, but I do feel like overall in the world as a whole, we've definitely making, taken progress, progress towards moving away from thin ideals and into accepting, you know, and focusing on health. Do you have any thoughts in particular on why we're kind of behind on that in, in the in the firm community and how we can try and get a little better? Yeah, I mean, I, some of my thoughts are specifically around like schooling. Um, so, you know, just going into the schools, I think they don't. And and this is in some ways applicable to more than just the eating, but to over mental overall mental health. And a lot of the schools, they in some they are, but in a lot of the schools, they are still not talking about mental health struggles um, in the from schools. And so because of that, it's there's so much shame around it. And this kind of reinforced idea from the past from parents being passed down, you know, one to the next um, is definitely like influence and there's nothing to stop that influence, right? Um, so I think that you know, if we really want to make progress towards it, one, we need to be talking about these issues in the schools. Um, I think parents need to be talking about about it more with their kids. Um, you know, stop using derogatory language. Talk, stop talking to yourself. Stop talking about other people about this stuff. Like, it should just cease to be discussed. Um, and just spread more awareness, too, about these issues. Um I feel like, especially in Chicago, there's really limited knowledge and access and awareness within the from community as far as eating disorders and body image goes. Um, it's really hard to find access within the from community to resources um, in this area. Okay, so one last question. Do you have any thoughts on how the shidduch system that we have contributes to this issue and how that can potentially be shifted? Obviously, we can't solve the world, but like small pieces of this? Yeah, definitely. I mean, definitely, that's a big piece of it as well. Um, you know, I think it's very a hard thing to kind of fix, I would say, because ultimately, you can't really tell guys like, hey, you know, like you have to take a girl, like that mindset has to be kind of framed from when they're younger. You can't kind of wait till they're older to have those kind of conversation because at this point they're kind of framed into like only these girls are pretty and anybody outside of that is kind of like excluded. Um, but to also like, you know, Shad Khanim kind of stand up and against these kind of people, you know, just kind of putting them in their place a little bit about, you know, like, that's not a reason to turn down a girl and definitely don't share that information with the girl that that's the reason she was turned down. I know you're trying to be helpful, like, you know, trying to get them to realize that they need to lose weight, but like all you're doing is lowering their self-esteem and creating issues that really do not need to be there. I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. anybody in that situation is very well aware of their own weight at that point, And you're really, all you're doing is creating issues. So we're really, by the, by the, by the time, time we get, get to that point with the Shaduchim, we're, we're, we're really kind of in trouble because of that, because physical attraction is an essential part of, of, of a person uh, connecting, you know, and, and, and choosing their, their spouse. And, and we are culturally programmed as to what we find attractive. 
And so if we are culturally programmed to find only a very specific body type attractive, so then at that point, we're, we're, that, that is how we're essentially wired to a large degree. And at that point, it's going to really kind of be, be too late. Um, so I guess what you're saying is like, we can try and open our minds a little bit, but, but we really need to figure out a way to address this way earlier on in a, in a broader context, because at that point it's, we're, we're kind of in a, in a, in a tight spot. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, you know, it's sad to say, but that's kind of the, the realization that I feel like we're at. Um, you know, like you said, there's only so much we can do to kind of open people's minds once they've been kind of programmed this way. Okay. It feels like we're ending in a little bit of a dark spot, but I think it's really important. <laughs> As Ruth Cook writes, the, uh, the, the truly righteous do not complain about the darkness. They increase light. They don't complain about heresy. They increase faith and they don't complain about hopelessness. They increase hope. So somehow, hopefully this, uh, a little bit of a, uh, darker spot in the end, uh, is, is only meant to contribute to hopefully, uh, what, what, what can be growth for, for all of us. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the conversation. for listening. If you enjoyed this, please follow us on WhatsApp, YouTube, or Instagram. All our podcast series can be found wherever you listen to podcasts. I'd love to hear from you, so please reach out with questions, comments, or suggestions, or to be added to our WhatsApp groups. You can reach us through email using yakov, Y-A-K-O-V, dot attached at gmail.com, or on WhatsApp at 773-888-2413.